Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Digital Audio Health by... Cymatrax. It's Al Cole from CBS Radio, and I want to tell you about a Renaissance woman who excels at everything she puts her innovative mind to. And you know, I'm going to start it out like this. What would you say if I told you that I was going to introduce you to a lady who is a very successful business entrepreneur and a world-class creative force as a realtor, interior designer, hosts charity golf tournaments for wildlife, and is the cutting-edge author of the stunning Magical Forces Within? Well, Al, I'd say make the introduction, brother. <laughs> I've just been dying to learn some of all of those things from somebody who sounds like a real magnetic lady. <laughs> well, you're in luck because not only can you learn about the fabulous life accomplishments of this woman, whose name happens to be Rhonda Grant, <laughs> but week in and week out, Rhonda will introduce you to some of the most exciting guests on the planet as she hosts her own awesome podcast, the Rhonda Grant Show on Contact Talk Radio. Week to week, Rhonda skillfully weaves the magical forces within her with the extraordinary discoveries in the sometimes ordinary lives of her guests who blossom before your very eyes through the guidance and know-how of such a skilled and sensitive host as Rhonda Grant. you got to check it out. Check out all the action at rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com. Dot com to witness the extraordinary discoveries in otherwise ordinary lives. And I hear some of you asking right now, well, Al, how do you know all this? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's because I weave some of the same magic on my own nationally syndicated show called People of Distinction. It's all about humanity at its best. Every guest with extraordinary things to say about the magical forces within life itself. Get it? So check them out. The Rhonda Grant Show, Extraordinary Discoveries in Ordinary Lives, and People of Distinction, created by me, Al Cole from CBS Radio, now hosted by my amazing son, Benji Cole. You can check out People of Distinction on Apple Music or email me for exciting updates on my music and my books, too, especially Romance for Women on Amazon. Email me at al at alcoholic.com. You heard me right. That's A L at A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C dot com. And I really want to thank my CBS radio listeners for coming up with that handle. Al Coleholic. <laughs> Seems like from day one, my listeners have been saying, Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. In fact, we're hooked on it. We're Al Coleholics. So here we go in classic form with a swing of a golf club as she hosts another charity golf tournament for wildlife and another incomparable Rhonda Grant show. So all together, everybody, here's Rhonda. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Have they been inspired by a calling, crafted their journey, or a bit of both? 
I invite you to embrace the conversations and to use them to help you recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is David Chminsky, who is also known as Uncle Dave on his podcast, Peace, Love and Bring a Bat. Uncle Dave is a speaker, including having a TEDx speech under his belt and brings his unique and highly authentic personality to his mentoring and all the charities he supports. His unique style has created the word cluberty, and he has learned that we all overcome the curves in life to hit a home run. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Dave. Wow, that was some introduction. Thank you so much, Rhonda, for having me part of the part of your show and on. Can't wait to talk. Yes, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. When did you start your podcast? So the podcast started uh, earlier this year. It's been a long time coming. It started launch in in uh, February, and we already have more than fifty episodes. And uh, we just launched uh, season two. Uh, actually, today, this earlier this morning. Wonderful. Yeah. How did you come up with the podcast title? Love, peace, and bring a bat. I love that. Yeah, so what I do is, um, as one of my supervisors uh, called me uh, one time, uh, you're a little hokey at times. And I go, yeah, you know, a lot of people could take that as a negative, but I I embrace that as a positive. And uh, I do like to try to instill a lot of peace and love in my life and in the work I do. And so peace and love, everybody understands that part. And then the bring a bat, well, some of it has to do with the fact that I come from New York, so we everybody thinks New Yorkers are all these tough people, um, but I'm really not. But what the bat really stands for is those non-negotiables and having the ability to know where your boundaries are and discuss those boundaries. It's not just saying, okay, I have a boundary. And I said, well, we put it all together and it's peace, love, and bring a bat. Mm-hmm. So the to discuss your non-negotiables. I mean, a lot of our listeners may not understand what that is. And something that you said that is very crucial to me is boundaries. And sometimes people have a hard time putting boundaries up uh, when people want to spend a lot of time with them, call them all the time. Um, and and people sometimes... Um, they 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 give up their control and they think that they need to be available for that person. And so can you discuss about how we can put up some gentle boundaries um, to uh, protect ourselves uh, and protect our time from those who want to use up a lot of it? Yeah, sure. So it, it's all about a balance. It's finding that mm-hmm. respectful balance and having that ability to really understand that and have those communications. Uh, I, what I do is I talk about a lot of R's. So one of those words that I would use right now is talking about how we can recalibrate. So make sure that the other person is hearing you exactly how you want to be heard through whatever filters that they might have. And knowing those conversations, it really is about being open and trust. Because if you don't have, if you're not open and trust in any relationship, and that's a business relationship as well as don't have anything. If you can't trust the person you're speaking to, that's a non-negotiable, right? You, because it, it, much like you have allowing me to be on the show, you trusted that we're going to support each other and figure out how we can educate you some of your audience. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what is the building of trust? Well, it's starting that foundation. Uh, a lot of times we rush into foundations. Uh, love at first sight uh, could be true, and but you need to have those foundations built. And when you have those foundations built in both professionally and personally, you make it stronger. Having a really strong foundation, you could build the higher building that you need. And that's part of those non-negotiables, the opportunities and the boundaries when we start talking. So when those things start happening, you can build about it. You can build upon those. And by building upon those, you can build starting with, with, with your foundation and um, a strong foundation. Because I talk a lot about the Phoenix mindset. And yes. that is, is, you know, you start off in your ashes. You start off with no foundation. And you take those small steps forward and having the, each step builds a better foundation because you find your resources, another bunch of R's. And when you do that, you're able to rise and find resilience. And some people go, well, I'm already doing well in my business. I don't need that type of mindset. Well, guess what you do? You need a growth mindset. Everything a growth? To, mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything leads to a growth mindset because that's what makes us better human beings. Not what you're doing, but you keep growing and you're learning and you're helping people along the way. Being a servant leader is one of those things that I talk about often. I love that, a servant leader. And um, can you explain a little bit more about being a servant leader, what that's like? Not only to serve, but uh, others to help them, but how that makes you feel inside. Yeah, sure. It's a lot of it is leading by example. You're leading the second you raise your hand. Once you say you're a leader, that makes you a leader. Now, what you do with it is completely different. And with a servant leader is I'm not looking to be uh, Jim Jones and say, drink, the, drink the punch because I say it's good. I want you to feel what it's right for you. I want to bring everybody into the circle to help each other. That's why one of the charities I am working on building or an organization is Goons for Good. And what it is, is we know some people. Uh, and because you know some people, that's how you can kind of coordinate and lead by saying, hey, this is an organization that I've looked into. And if you want to support it, great. And if not, we can find something that would suit you better. So being a servant leader is really just bringing people in to do the things they want to do and creating that safe space to allow that to happen and then grow. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's wonderful, Dave. Thank you very much. Um, now, sometimes I miss the Uncle Dave when I'm talking to you, um, but can you tell me how you ended up with the name Uncle Dave? Yeah, well, uh, my sister had some children and I became Uncle Dave. That's the, e that's the easy answer. Yes. But, but that's not the real answer. The real answer is uh, I had been a recovery coach, uh, New York State certified uh, peer, recovery peer advocate, actually. And once a year, we go up to uh, the Capitol in Albany. And, you know, the thing about being in a recovery space is there's a lot of trauma related to that. Not only people using substances because of that trauma, but also mm -hmm. the people affected, our families. And what we do 
as we go through it, we want to make sure that uh, we don't talk about just that needle in somebody's arm. We want to make sure that we change the stigmas. That's what I like to do is talking about changing the stigma. So there was one day I was in uh, one of the senator's offices and there's a lot of mothers that were there. And I, you know, while we're telling these stories and these horrible stories about either people who are self, uh, who use themselves or that they, they, they experience that through their, their children, their spouses. And you can hear the senator nodding their head and things like that. But that wasn't what we were going up there to do because you can listen to stories and not have to meet the senator. We were hoping for more impact. It was close to 30 years of corporate experience. I stopped the meeting and I shut everybody down and not in a disrespectful way. I was like, I saw the senator already dazing off a little bit. Because they were hearing this story and after you hear one story, you really, almost if it's not impactful to you, you still feel bad, but you're not necessarily listening to each person. So what I did is I brought my bat, not that time physically, but I was like, hey, can we talk about this differently? And I said exactly what I thought we needed, what we were really asking for, not just for you to listen to our story, which is very important. And I do believe everybody's story needs to be told. But the real thing is we wanted traction. We wanted real action to be done. And everybody looked at me and it was a crowded room and I walked out of there and a few of them were like, man, you're like the, the uncle who just knew what to say my, and, and had to shut it down. And at that point, uh, a lot of people started calling me Uncle Dave, including the, my, my friend Stacy Simbrom, who mm-hmm. uh, I was working as an operations director for her charity. And she was like, dude, you are Uncle Dave. That's all I'm going to introduce you to. And I didn't necessarily embrace it until about two years ago when I went through a, a challenge myself. And I was like, you know, that's really who I am. I'm Uncle Dave. You can't always talk to mom and dad about certain things, but you have that one person in your life that even when you mess up, you can go talk to who will understand you and then help you find the resources. And that's sort of what I do. That's awesome. And it's sort of like a legacy as well that you have created. So um, something else that's very interesting to me that you and I have spoken about is the word cluberty, and you have invented this word. Can you uh, tell our listening audience why you invented, like what it means and why you invented it? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So two years ago, uh, I knew I was, I, I've been uh, mentoring and coaching for the past uh, six, almost seven years. And two years ago, the floor of my life came out. I had a lot of, uh, I was going through some personal challenges, uh, transition uh, challenges. Uh, My dad had passed away earlier the year before. And uh, I had to move my mom down. So life was getting uh, overwhelming for me. Even though I knew the resources, I wasn't using them. And I went through a Phoenix moment. I tried to hurt myself. And uh, I figured everybody would be better off. Uh, without me around. Well, obviously, that's mm-hmm. that, that attempt did not succeed, which most su- attempts don't succeed. Uh, a, 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 only 11% of suicide attempts generally succeed. So that means there's 89 okay. people, 89% of people who are out there who don't, who succeed and not always tell people about it. And while I was going through my attempt, it was a 36 hour period of uh, disconnect, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I was told at the end, this is not your time get out there and 
tell the story and be the voice. And that's one of the things that I try to do talking about. It. So as I'm regaining myself, I'm in my ashes using my Phoenix metaphor. I didn't know what right. to do. I then had to reinvest, reinvent myself in that. What did I do wrong? What did I look at things differently? And I refocused and the refocus came into my TEDx talk where I, I spoke about the rise of a Phoenix and we're all Phoenixes, I believe. And then as I'm doing this, writing some books, the word Kluberty came out uh, because I was going through why, how did I get here? And, you know, I'm a good guy. How did I get here? And what the hell? And when I came up with that, that thought, I was like, this is going to be like puberty, but which could be fun. And wasn't exactly that much fun voice changes for men and all the other changes we, we all mm -hmm. experienced. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, but this is going to be painful. So I dove deep into some of my issues and I went through a process that I've now trademarked and I can help people with moving through, though I'm not a therapist. I can help through the coaching processes that I know and mentor them to go through their own growth process because we always want to grow. And I got a clue. Uh, and that's where the words really came through is I got a clue. Okay. Uh, I, I got hit up with, with a bat and I got a clue. So that's why the first three letters are clue, cluberty. Yes, ma'am. Fantastic. So I think that, um, see, here's, I'm going back to how you started this. And uh, when you started to speak about this, and the, and the question that I have is, you were told, who told, was it part of you that told yourself? Was it, was it a higher self? Where did that message come from? Can you remember that? Yeah, I talk about it all the time. It came from a, a grandpa Mike. Uh, and I'll tell you honestly, I don't have a grandpa Mike in my family. Um, so I, I, I believe, I think I've narrowed it down a little bit, but you never know. Uh, if you believe in those, you know, touch from God or, 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 thing, or, or things, you know, some people are, are uncomfortable with the mediumship, which I've done before. And uh, I don't know. I, I can't tell you, but I know that whatever voice I heard is something, it was one of those things I needed to hear. And because I needed to hear it, when I was able to reconnect with myself and really face what needed to be faced, I was then able to go, okay, they're not wrong. The answer wasn't wrong. Then let's go do this. Let's go do this the right way. And part of my rebuilding process was really looking at every aspect of my life, that, that puberty piece where all the triggers of what I thought I was, you know, all those little things that we go through life and even in business, oh, it doesn't matter. It all matters in some way. And mm -hmm. I know after going through the issues that I've gone through, uh, both professionally as well as personally, it makes the job that much easier. Uh, you know, I, it, it's really, a mu I feel much lighter uh, mentally than because we do carry it all. We carry all those stresses, no matter which business or professionally, within our, within our bodies if we don't release those. Mm hmm. And you talk also about, uh, you know, coming out of that state, uh, which um, is not a good place to be in at all. Um, and you had uh, objectivity. A, a lot of people uh, would find it hard to be objective during that time and coming out of that time. 
and to be able to refocus and uh, even develop uh, strategies and to even build uh, a career in coaching and helping others. Where did you have to dig inside of yourself to be able to do that? I had to stop believing. The real trick of that question was I, I went to my acupuncturist and she asked me a question. She says, do you love yourself? And I had a pause and I then started crying. And the answer obviously was no. If you have to think about do you love yourself and you can't answer yes immediately, the answer is no. And starting off from that piece, I had to then understand why I didn't love myself. What negative self-talk uh, was I taught? What opportunities or experiences did I have that brought me to the part that I didn't love myself? And that was uh, the beginning of what I wanted to do. And like I said, I had been coaching prior to this experience, so I knew the right resources. And I just wasn't using them as I was piling on more and more responsibilities. And truthfully, at the time, it, the part of me that died that during that attempt was my mm -hmm. kid ego part. There, there was a song oh. in the 90s, there's a song in the 90s uh, by a band called Extreme called Kid Ego. And it's a great song. I used to live that song. You know, it's all about ego, living in your ego self. And while I was doing that, that was bringing me to less good opportunities. It wasn't done intentionally, but now that I've learned that Kid Ego died that day or during the, that period, but now Uncle Dave is born, guess what? That's the way I want to be. This. That's really who I am when I'm most, my most authentic self is Uncle Dave. Wonderful. I, I uh, That's just wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You are listening to the Rhonda Grant Show, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by Symetrex. And today I am speaking with Uncle Dave. How many people contact you or reach out to you? You know, what was really interesting, when you put out, I, when I did my TEDx talk, I, I put it out there and the, the weight of that TEDx talk was, was very heavy because it was one, the first time I was really going to really talk out loud about my mental health uh, uh, issue, as well as how I believe we're all phoenixes. Uh, and But it was putting it out there for real. So it, it was very heavy. I've had a lot of views of the TEDx talk, but what, was, what I really, I've got contacted by people who are in a similar position yes. who were able to then find, uh, to get some assistance, or they just needed to hear that Uncle Dave moment where it's all going to be fine. Let's break things down into smaller chunks. When you start a big, if you're going to run a marathon, you don't think about the 26 miles. Think about mm -hmm. the next step in front of you. And we were able to do that, and they were able to get some real mental health uh, assistance, uh, as, as I did when I, when I had gone through that period. I, I didn't only do it myself. You find the right resources, and that's the really powerful part, is when you find the right resources, and everybody's resources are different. Mm -hmm. That's where the, the power really becomes. And you become really self-powered. Mm -hmm. And so do you have a website or an email that um, if we have a listener right now that's going through a really hard time, um, that they could reach out to you or and reach out to you for your coaching? 
Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, my website is uh, davidchemetsky.com. So it's www.davidchemetsky.com. Um, I'm on social media uh, as, as well. So it's under David Chemetsky. Uh, it's just if I'm consistent and, and I want you to speak to me, then that's who I'm on, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I've had, I've had contacts that way. I also mm -hmm. have an email address on the path ny at gmail.com. And I'm always willing to listen to people. And, you know, I'm hoping that people listen to my podcast also. There's always, a, there's not always a guest, but it's either uh, an episode where I'm by myself and I am trying to share some knowledge so people can get to know me a little bit or mm -hmm. sharing. But I also bring on a lot of guests who really then talk about their life, how they rose from themselves. We've had, you know, people who have escaped the Holocaust. Uh, there was a wow. gentleman who lost his eyesight at 35 and slowly rebuilt his life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's just a woman who escaped the genocide in Somalia. Uh, so, you know, it really uh, it is so powerful at times to really, you know, listen to other people, hear that they, how they've gotten through things and we all could do it in finding our sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And can you uh, let our guests know how uh, to spell your name? Sure. Uh, C-H-A-M, like in Mary, E-T-Z-K-Y. Wonderful. Do you feel that you've been called uh, to do this, Dave? I do. Okay. I, I, I believe through all the things that I've done, that it, it brought me to this point, all the work, all the knowledge that I've had, all the experiences, uh, both professionally, uh, uh, again, 30 years in, in all of these things have led me to this point that I really believe that I, I've been blessed by the universe to have that. It, maybe that's a little hokey, but that's some of what I do. But I also believe that that's what we need to do is talk about it. I'm really encouraged that after COVID, even corporations are now talking a little bit more about mindset and mindfulness and having that opportunity that we can reset ourselves. I have a, a technique that I use that I could teach everybody to reset themselves within a few minutes. And it really calms you down. It's using your body. So it's a, that mind, body, soul connection. Mm -hmm. And really, that's what I, what I offer. Uh, and that's why I offer regularly a 20-minute consultation with anybody. So any of your audience would love a 20-minute consultation go to my website there's a calendar on there and let's go figure out some time to reset yourself and i could teach you how to do it and help your kids and all that stuff that you can then teach other people as well mm -hmm. and you know as we walk on our journey through life um it's all not it's all not rosy and and sometimes in order to get to the place where we're supposed to be and help others we have to go through those harder times those darker times and somehow uh it's almost like there's some something else there with us to help us out of that so that we can go on and teach and have a new mission or have a mission in our life uh, and I just think it's fantastic what you've done with adversity, Dave. I really do. 
is you've taken a really hard time and you've turned it into a gold. And I just think that that's awesome. What extraordinary discovery have you found in your life? Well, it's funny that you mentioned about uh, a path. My uh, mentoring program is called uh, On the Path. Which mm-hmm. Path stands for personal attitudes towards happiness or hamburgers, if, if that makes you happy, or health, if that makes you happy. <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, but we all work, walk on that journey. And, you know, Ram Das, and I, I overuse this, say, this, this quote, says, we all walk each other home. So, yes. though I can't walk you home, Rhonda, but we can walk on this path together and maybe help you out when you need help. And that's what it is, is we all, that's the piece that I learned is surrender. When I started doing, I mentioned it earlier ah. about being uh, a medium, uh, and I'm not very good at that part of it, is I choose not to be. The, when I first went and the teacher who was teaching me uh, had said, you just need to surrender, just give it, up, give it all up. And I'm like, well, how do you do that? He goes, you just do. And when you think about it, when you give up a lot of things, you get to see a lot more. It's all about cleaning those filters. Uh, you know, uh, when I when I work with couples, I talk about the love filter. Is if you think that if you're in a, in a relationship, most people really want to be in that relationship. Most people want to see things. But our communication, that recalibration of communication needs to happen. And when you clean your filters, you're able to walk on that journey a lot better. And when you hear the person differently. So again, I always use the example when many times a wife might suggest, hey, can you put, take out the garbage? And they're not saying, you know, you're lazy and they might use those words, but they're really saying we would love a clean house. Could you assist me? And that just becomes a different shift that you look at it. Now, Mm -hmm. a lot of conversations are points of view and that's okay. But when we have those open conversations we were talking about earlier, those foundations, that's what really assists us to move forward and builds that stronger foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody's raised differently. And we come into a relationship with our own ideas based on uh, the ideas that we grew up with. Uh, but the person that you're living your life with came up where grew up a completely different way. And different things meant different things. And it's all about communication uh, with the other person, because lots of times, a lot of Uh, problems uh, in marriages or in relationships in friendships is a miscommunication because uh, people have certain things attached to certain words that uh, are meaningful to them that the other person just doesn't think it means anything and uh, so that's uh, fantastic you know you talk about surrender that's a really hard thing to do I I spent time uh, I was doing a lot of walking and I spent some time with that word surrender. Boy, that's hard because we all feel or we all want to feel that we have control of our lives. And when we say surrender or I surrender, it's a sort of a giving up to a higher power. And one of the biggest stories around that was Oprah Winfrey when she um tried out for uh, a part in the color purple and she went away to a retreat and she was, was walking and the rain was pouring down and she started singing a, a song called I surrender. 
and she was crying and wailing and she just wanted that part so badly. And while she is doing that and she is in that grief and vulnerability, the call came in that she got that part. And I think that's a really good example when people, for the word surrender, is you are giving up the control that you feel that you feel you have on your life because we don't really have a lot of control over our lives. Um, it's uh, it's a it's it's an odd feeling uh, to give to to say that word surrender. Do you agree with that? I do. Uh, it's all the ego. Uh, you know, when I when I break things down, it's all the ego. Uh, that's what won't let us surrender. You know, it's always that but. Right. We, we all believe in. Well, not we all. Uh, many of us believe there's higher powers uh, or even in, in a professional setting. We all believe that if we walk up to the boss and we give them the right. Or you'll you'll get what you need to do or a client. If you walk in and you give them the right reasons, they're going to be like, oh, oh, my God, of course. Now, there is that piece, but mm-hmm. it's also the surrender is also looking at it and receiving what you're going to be getting. That's the real trick. Most people want to accept and how I separate accept is you just, I can't deal with it. And you, you just accept what, what, what it is. Now, if you receive the message and the lesson that's in everything that's out there, that's where the growth piece can come by receiving the comments, the feedback, right? If we have feedback from people, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the receiving of it versus just accepting it. You know, David, you're, you're not good at X. Okay, then I'm not good at X. I'm going to accept that. Now, if I go, okay, I'm not good at X, what could I do differently? So when you asked me earlier about raising myself up, yes, those were among the things that I looked at, both professionally and personally. What could I do differently? Okay, so this is where you're at. These are the facts where you're at. And you can wallow in it. You could stay in the ashes. And many people do that. I chose to not let that define me. And that was why when I said, when I was told you're going to talk about this stuff, I was like, okay, if I'm going to be talking about this stuff, I need to figure it out. Uh, when I mentioned about my TEDx, I was rejected the, the, for other TEDx's. And so I contacted some of the promoters and I said, hey, I, I applied last year and I'm not trying to have an argument. I would like to be successful in the future. How can I be successful? Perfect. And that, yeah. And that's what we do. I mean, even in, in, in a professional setting. That's what you could do is if your boss says no, you could ask why in some situations, right? If your boss isn't open for that communication, then that's on them and maybe you need to make a different decision, right? We all get to make decisions and getting more knowledge, as I tell my children, more information will give us to more knowledge as to how to make better decisions. And once we could do that, that really lifts us up to that next level. Mm-hmm. And something. Something that my son said this morning is um, he said to someone, I decline your refusal. And it just warps the person's brain on the other end of the telephone or the email uh, that's getting that. And, and that's kind of like what you did with the TEDx talk. You weren't, you weren't successful. And so you wanted to know how to be successful because you were declining I, I was receiving, I wanted to receive the feedback uh, and, you know, I wasn't going to accept the declination. So, you know, for that, for the other ones, I, I, I did 
And, but I was taking it as a learning experience. And that's the really part, the important part is if we can take everything as a learning experience and where's the message in it? Sometimes because our grief is so great, we can't see the message. Mm-hmm. And well, I'll give you an example. So when I was going through my two, year, two years ago, when I was going through my, my dark period uh, after my attempt, I volunteered on Thanksgiving at this parish. And I wanted to give out food. I, want, I always knew charity and helping hands and helping people will make me feel better. Not only when you help one person, you're really helping two. You're helping yourself. It's that yes. karma, that energy that we move along. Mm-hmm. So I get there and they go, we really have too many people, even though they asked for my, uh, you know, I, I prior said, I'm willing to help out. They said, um, but you're a big guy and the neighborhood isn't uh, that, that great. Would you mind walking around the building every now and then to be a security guard? I said, okay, I, I'm here. I committed my time. And it gave me a different point of view when we, when we look at it. It was a point of view of the neighborhood and the people who needed to come into this soup kitchen. Uh, and I, I, through walking, because I had the techniques, there was a mother who was crying and talking to the pastor who was running the soup kitchen. And then I said, I, I interjected and I said, hey, can I offer you something? And I showed them this re- relaxing technique that I have. And it helped them and it made them smile, made the kids calm down. They thought it was great because you're really just rubbing your hands in a certain way to a certain mm-hmm. Through a certain set of techniques, and it changed them. And then I started looking at everything else around it. And I go, luckily, I was going to go home, and I wasn't going to need to worry about where my next meal was. I, I'm I'm blessed in that way. And but those people really appreciated everybody who was there. You know, when I walked in as a security guard, I said hello to everybody. You know, we said goodbye and have a happy Thanksgiving. And those little pieces of energy. I really talk a lot about energy and if we put positive energy into every thing that we do, every experience we have and look for those hidden gems, even in our sadness and grief, guess what? It'll be a better day because of that. And putting out that positive energy, people only attract what they want to attract. So putting out positive energy will attract positive energy back to you. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. Some people miss um, saying hello to the security guard, the guy in the lobby, um, the person that's bagging your groceries, uh, the store clerk. And the thing is, is that we don't realize, we really, really, really don't realize the ounce of kindness that you give to one person and how that's going to change that person's day and maybe week. Because maybe they are having a really, really, really hard time. And we just don't know that they are. So I really appreciate that you're out there doing what you're doing, Dave, because we really don't know how far outreaching our kindness is. And that energy, that friendly, loving, kindness energy uh, that we bestow on people, we don't know how that changes their lives. And the people that look to be cranky and unapproachable, they're the ones that need it the most. Don't you feel that? I do. Uh, I had one time worked with a CEO who, when speaking with his staff, they all were afraid to approach. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the the ironic part, he was more upset that people were afraid to approach him than um, (laughs) uh, anything else. So we all have to look at that point of view and 
see we're all people. Uh, and that's why I talk when I even with corporations, I remind people we're all human beings. We're all going through. We all put our pants on. We all shower, brush our teeth, all those things that we do as humans. And what type of energy are you putting around all that? You know, are you complaining about going to work? There, there was a book I, I once read. Um, I can't think of the title. It, it's about the fish, mar- the fish market in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something with the title fish. Sorry. Well, um, but what, what it was is the, the people who worked at the fish market in Seattle, the famous fish, fish market, really enjoy their jobs. And some people were like, oh, but they're throwing fish. They smell like fish. But they took the opportunity to look at how much joy they were bringing, and they made joy in their job. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we do is when we make joy in everything we do, we put that energy out. Guess what? That leads to so much more joy, and you become an abundance. If you keep complaining about things, more things will be there to complain about. If you look at the opportunities and the lessons, the experiences that you have, and look for the positives in every one of them, even in the most, like, hey, you, you, yourself, I know we've spoken about your unfortunate situation has led you to a path that actually brought you to some of your greatest joys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. And I love uh, the Ram Dass uh, saying, we are all just walking each other home. Because if we if we get up every morning and everybody that we see, if we if we come from that approach, that energy of we're all just walking each other home, I, I think it's uh, it's just a wonderful phrase. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah, no, I, and that's really how I believe we're all walking each other home, and sometimes we walk with people for the rest of our lives, and sometimes we walk with them just in, uh, for a little while, and we can learn a lesson from everybody. Mm-hmm. Even a small conversation, if you know, with someone uh, can help them with their journey. We just never know. I don't know. I we don't. Uh, to me, we don't recognize our power. We don't realize how we affect other people and go about uh, making a plan on how we can affect each other positively. And that's certainly what you're doing with your business. So um, with what you're doing with your coaching and helping other people, you certainly are a light uh, that's shining really brightly. So I thank you very much uh, for being on the Rhonda Grant show. It's been such a pleasure to interview you. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before I close out the show? Well, I'd love everybody to join Peace, Love, and Bring It Back. And uh, if you do, give me some positive reviews. Uh, and one of the things is, remember, uh, do what you can. Uh, so this is a time of year that we always say, what can we do to give back if you're, if you're blessed? Uh, support a 501c3 in the United States or any of the charities that you, you can because they, they, they sorely need it. And remember, if just always be grateful. Uh, you know, I, I just put out a comment to a bunch of people. You know, it's Thanksgiving here in the United States, but every day should be thankful. If you're above ground, be thankful for what you have and, you know, be a goon for good. You know, do what you have to do to connect those people to good opportunities to help somebody else. Everybody, as one of my mentors would say, uh, Frank Shankowitz, who's the gentleman who created the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, yes. What 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 he had said is anybody could do something. So if you can paint a fence, you can help somebody doing something and make them feel better. 
find the things, the opportunities that you like to do. If you can't find something, reach out to me. We'll put something together and we'll mm -hmm. find out the opportunities to grow as well as move everybody forward. We'll lift up the energy of the world and we'll make the world a better place. Wonderful. That's just excellent. So Uncle Dave, uh, peace, love, and bring about. Where can listeners listen to your podcast? Uh, you can really listen to them anywhere that podcasts are available. So it's on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, where podcasts are played, uh, iHeartRadio. Yes. It's all over there. And uh, grab that bat and find your sweet spot. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's over there. And, I, and I'm, I just signed a deal with uh, a production company who's going to be helping me get it out even further. I have a shirt line. So if you want to get peace, love, and bring a bag, Mm -hmm. uh, there's shirts for a whole bunch of different reasons and all mm -hmm. and 20 percent of anything that uh is made out of these shirts go to charity so you're also helping charities as well by by, by buying that t-shirt that's wonderful and i love your logo i mean you are so branded and i just love it thank you thank you for joining us Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com. 